Can a vampire really die? Will a pond buy it? Which Staggering Stories member is marked for death? Well, never let it be said that Staggering Stories can't jump on a good bandwagon when one trundles by. You are. You are. I can hear little clicks. That's no, actually Adam, Adam on the keyboard. <laughs> oh. I thought I thought it was actually the your uh, arthritic finger kn- finger knuckles. <laughs> yeah, knuckles. That's the word I'm looking for. Welcome, 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 one and all, to this staggering stories number one oh four four four. Definitely one oh four. I am real Keith. I am knitting. Thank you, Naya. Thank you a lot. Uh, I'm Adam. And I'm Jean. You're not knitting. And, and there's a vacant spot that yeah, has we, some walls sitting in it. We, yeah. we are crumbless. Crumbly. We are crumbless. It's a shame. The knitting would go well in his head. It, it would do, yeah. It really yes. would fit well, and it would cover up his bald spot quite Knitting nicely. <laughs> the seat of spot. crumbly is currently occupied by a lump of red Wool. double knit. Wool. Yep. Wool. Again. Thank you, Naya. <laughs> Thank you, Naya. <laughs> I've done seven squares. She has. Of brown, and we now moved on to red. It's more beige than I made brown. the mistake of saying yeah. to everyone, I'd like wool for my birthday. <laughs> I now have 143 balls of wool. <laughs> of various colours. Varying colours. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to make the biggest blanket in the world. <laughs> <laughs> What's the news, El Presidente? Doctor Who... Pardon? Pardon? Your voice is broken. Again. Season six. Oh, right. His testicles have climbed. (laughs) (laughs) Australian broadcaster ABC One will premiere The Impossible Astronaut at 7.30pm on Saturday, April 30th, 2011. It will also appear on their iView service, though it is unknown if the episode will premiere on the service as they did last year. Mm. An ABC spokesperson said... Oh, we've got no crumbly. No. I step into the breach. Oh. Nah, it's all right, don't bother. Oh, I enjoy stepping into Do the breach. Do a silly voice yourself, then, woman. ABC TV has scheduled the new series of <laughs> Doctor a, Who. That's a silly voice. Scheduled. That's what I said. Oh, did I say scheduled? Yes. Oh See, that's where I get it from. <laughs> to screen Saturdays at 7.30pm on ABC One, which we believe is the best slot to reach the family audience. Oh, wow. We are not able to broadcast Doctor Who until after it screens in the UK. should hope so. <laughs> so, in anticipation that the BBC will launch a new series over Easter in the UK, we have... S- Scheduled yeah. the series to start the following weekend. Is it true what you were telling me that the, some American fans are going to get to see the series, the um, opening episode before we do? Yes, that's not fair. 
happening today, probably uh, right now. Even as we Why? speak. Naya, if you're there, I'm really going to stab you with my needles. <laughs> Andre is definitely there. Yeah, yeah. just queuing up. I don't know if you actually get in. Yeah, why? Why, why, why? isn't this being done in London? Why? It happened last year too. They went to New York and they had that big screening. Yeah, but that wasn't that far ahead of no. the real screening. No. It's two flipping weeks, and especially as there's this big thing. Of, I mean, we're all going to know before we actually yeah, transmit. I'm, the tweetosphere is going to be full. Well, I don't yeah. tweet, and I'm not going to speak to anyone on Facebook for two weeks. And if you yeah. spoil it for me, if you spoil <laughs> it, I will. Grab your testicles and make you eat them. Doesn't I mean, matter where in the world you are, we will go and get you. Yeah. It's a bit off, isn't it? It I do really feel is. a bit aggrieved that they get it that and we don't. Yeah. yeah. Last year, it's fair enough, we had all the schools school screenings. Yeah. We couldn't get in. Yeah. But at least it was shown in the UK yeah, to where British it was. people. Yeah. Just because it happens to have been here. filmed, that one episode in the USA, let's spoil it, why don't we? <laughs> I still love you, Naya. You're wonderful. <laughs> and so are you, Andre. And so is everybody else we spoke to at Gallifrey One, <laughs> but whoever's idea it was to show you guys the series two weeks before we get it deserves to be shot. <laughs> <laughs> other than that, uh, yeah, other not, than not that, that we're being sort of slightly not xenophobic or anything. <laughs> yeah. not, to, not that at all. Not that at all. <laughs> Who pays for Doctor Who to be made? Mm, uh, not Naya. Uh, <laughs> it is the British Russell's uh, yeah. feedback. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. Naya, I'm being very harsh, aren't I? I somewhat yeah. doubt any money that comes in from BBC America actually goes back in the production of Doctor Who. Nah. I yeah. very much doubt yeah. it. Well, the, the, the video sales were absolute through the roof. The main English income for the BBC during the dark years was the Doctor Who video sales mm. yeah. and they weren't piling it back into a new series yeah. were they? No. No. No, they weren't. We're feeling picked on <laughs> Persecuted uh, Torchwood Murray, t- yeah, Murray to fill your ears with his golden outpouring <laughs> Okay uh, the official BBC underscore Torchwood Twitter account has announced that Murray Gold will compose the music for Torchwood Miracle Day Exact tweet read. This just then, the Doctor Who veteran Murray Gold will be composing Torchwood. Miracle Day. Brilliant. Could I point out that only four of those words were in shouty speak. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The rest weren't. Yeah, but the whole feel of the show is the, the, what is it, Pathé News announcer. The whole feel of that sentence. Right, Mm. okay, okay. No, sorry. That's what I was going for. You went to shouty speak overdrive. Uh, That's what I was going for, Pathé News. I was with you with the Pathé News. Yes, thank you. You would be. (laughs) (laughs) I like him. (laughs) Let's roll around in the Pathé. Right. Anyway, old president. (laughs) uh, Gold uh, co-wrote music with Ben Foster for the first two series of Torchwood. Uh, leaving Foster to work alone on Children of Earth. Altogether. Aww. But it's unclear if Gold would be composing all of Miracle Day or if he'd be sharing it with Ben Foster again. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's not very clear at all from the, how that reads. It, it sounds like he's going to write it all himself. Mm. Well, he must be finishing Doctor Who shortly. I thought so, yeah. I don't know. When, he they, can, they he can dash off a quick torchwood in his spare time. <laughs> <laughs> One here, we, we didn't leave El Presidente to read this one because yeah. it features the love of his life and, you know, he can't say her name he, without coming over all unnecessarily. Penelope Keith. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> Gillen takes Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> Karen Gillen is to play 1960s supermodel Jean Shrimpton in a BBC4 drama about an explosive love affair with photographer David Bailey. So there'll be lots of bonkage in this film. I suspect... Maybe. <laughs> 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 seen some of the photographs of the supermodel Jean Shimpton. 
There wasn't a lot of clothes involved in the modelling. <laughs> the Kudos production, with a work entitled We'll Take Manhattan, will be Nobunaka's first major role since she was cast as Amy Pond in 2009. Mm. Filming is reported to begin in May 2011. I saw mm. a um, little internet um, interview mm. thingy with the three of them, and um, Arthur Darville and Matt Smith were bemoaning the fact that she gets to stay in America for an extra week to film. Mm. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, she'll be staying in New York. Yeah. It will probably come on to BBC One as well, eventually, from BBC Four. It depends how the Don't ratings know. go. Maybe, maybe or not. BBC Two. Adam's hoping to see it on the big screen. <laughs> <laughs> Bonkage involving Pond on the big screen. <laughs> probably be a high-def version on BTHD. Oh, for crying <laughs> out loud. Do they do wipe-clean screens? <laughs> oh. <laughs> if I get phone calls from the local police saying, could you put out a witness request for some pervert... <laughs> who's been scaring the staff at Cineworld. I'll just give him your address. <laughs> Claim but, the reward. <laughs> yeah. But what happened about Britney and Romeo, whatever it's called, Romeo and Britney? That was meant to film in May. Is that going to film Ooh. the latter half of May, or is that on hold now? I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Ooh, is she a busy girl? Mm. Could that be a pull tent? Mm. Could that be a what? Pool oh, tent. Oh, sorry. <laughs> she pool tent. <laughs> Bloody hell has a pool tent got to do with your weird cockney git? <laughs> <clears throat> she ain't going to live to 43. She ain't going to live to it. Love you. <laughs> David Tennant for the patter of teeny tiny converse. Pitter patter. Pitter patter. You really made your own words up <laughs> I there, I thought I would. You? I thought I would. As we haven't got in here... The Daily Mail is reporting that David Tennant and Georgia <laughs> Moffat are celebrating the birth of a daughter, Olivia. Oh, you got it right. <laughs> a family friend confirmed the news to the mail by saying... George and David. George and David. <laughs> <laughs> Deliberate that time. George and David could not be happier. Olivia is beautiful and their families are over the moon. The button moon? Probably. <laughs> Dirk gently returns. <laughs> you sure you said that right? <laughs> no. Surprising no one after Stephen Mangan's comic relief super Twitter follow auction, BBC4 has officially recommissioned Dirk gently. Mangan rather blew the gaff a few weeks back after offering the highest bidder in the charity auction the chance to appear as an extra in a new episode. Oops. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Three more hour-long episodes of the diverse comedy drama are on the way and will again be adapted by Howard Overman, creator of Misfits and occasional Merlin Scripter. Mm. It is not clear if these new episodes will be wholly original plots, or take elements left over from Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency, or from the as-yet-untapped The Long Dark Tea Time of the Soul. Mm. Well, mm. even Sam Doubts, I suppose. I yeah. never I, got to see that, and I, I never got to see it on iPod player. I, I didn't right. like it. I, I, I was left, when, when I watched it, mm. I was left unimpressed. I, yeah. I quite liked it, as I said but, at the time. I rather yeah, enjoyed yeah, it. I, I was Karen Gillan in it? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> then why did you like it? <laughs> it was quirky and funny and... Mm. It did leave a lot of the plot elements out. Yeah. yeah. There yeah. was no electric monk. No. There was no space draft. No, no ghost. 
No, Thor. Thor's in the next one. Thor was in the next one. I do apologise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's basically about the main character, but not in his um, environment that he's normally in, in the books. Yeah, he was still him. Other character names remained, but reshuffled and elements chopped off. Because uh, if I remember rightly, the first one, The Long Dark Tea Time of the Soul, was basically the... Oh, second s- one. Sorry. Um, detective agency. No, sorry, the detective agency mm. was basically Douglas Adams' script for Sharda. Yes. Yeah. So it sounds yeah. like what the Americans are going to do with Miss Marple then, where they take a name and they yeah. make the character some 30 years younger than she is in the books. And... Oh, yeah. <laughs> 38, isn't she? Yeah. Yes. Miss yeah. Marple isn't 38. Look, Miss Marple isn't 38. She, she's Stop doing it. She's a crumbly. She is. <laughs> yes. She's the blue ring of the game. It? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's someone surprisingly young to be playing Miss Marple. <laughs> young. Sexy and still in the prime life. Yeah, one, yeah, one suspects that it'll be an updated version. So you know, yes. it will be in principle the same so, character. So we're going to get to see Miss Marple bonkage as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Take dear. a full seat out first. Oh, you just don't need <laughs> no, that, do you? No. Oh dear. Do any addendums? Um, I don't think so. Except for I, I have started playing uh, Battlestar Galactica Online, which they it's a very cheap and cheerful game so cheap that it's actually free that's pretty cheap <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's pretty cheap. cheap that's one of the best things going could be cheaper. for it could be cheaper yeah. they could be paying you but yeah. at the <laughs> moment at the moment we're in the rosy glow of i'm enjoying it because i've only been playing it for about two days okay but yeah spacecraft fighting mostly yeah mostly vipers against uh, raiders yeah, okay. though you can progress up to larger ships any sign of the um, Knights of the Old Republic yet? And there's a preview of it in the latest PC Gamer magazine. Yeah, they're thinking towards the end of the year. Yeah, they, the last oh, I heard of last I long. heard of it was penciled in for winter 2011. But because we've that decided is subject to change, we've decided mm. we're going to have a staggering stories guild. Aren't we? Yeah, we oh yes, we've got it. We're not sure if we want to be Sith or Jedi. I think we should no. be both. I'm dying <laughs> waiting to see Karen trying to knit. And play Warcraft, etc. at the same time. <laughs> I tried that the other day. It really hurts your fingers. <laughs> I walked in and wanted to know whether she wanted a cup of coffee and I almost got a knitting needle somewhere where the fun don't shine. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I'm going did... to try purling later now. Ooh. Purling? purling. <laughs> You're making up your own ideas <laughs> over there. I saw the eyebrow. <laughs> yeah, she's not going to make a pearl necklace. <laughs> oh. No. <laughs> and for the... The younger listeners, go <laughs> ask mummy and daddy. <laughs> um, I got a bit. I, I got the email the other day saying new season of the proms. Oh yes, yes, yes. clicked open the what's on. Oh, Doctor Who! Surely it shouldn't be on... Oh, you stupid sods, you've still attached last year's calendar. Yeah. Oh, the really? calendar doesn't yeah. go online till the 14th. Uh, I got all excited by that. I, I don't think, I don't think it's on. Yes, I doubt no, it. I don't think it's on this I think, year. I think hopefully they're going to be doing it every two years. Mm. Yeah, it makes sense. We've only a body half music. a season yeah. and a Christmas special since the last one. Yeah, yeah. It's not really enough to fill no. out. Plus this program. time, hopefully they'll be releasing the LP and I'll be more familiar with the music. The LP? That's because I've got a couple of LPs uh, in the back the of C- my car C- at the moment. Yeah, she's got a couple of vinyls in the back of the car. And I go, ooh, frisbee, shut up. That was £7,000. I've got Hancock's half hour of the right. blood donor in the radio ham. Right. And a Tommy Steele album. Okay. Which is a verse day show I saw when I was 16 of Tommy Steele's, who I really like. She's very old. <laughs> anyway. I like vinyl as well. I like books. I love modern technology, but I'm an old Luddite at heart. <laughs> so, Any other news? No. 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 Other than um, 
We believe that uh, El Presidente has decided not to kill the editor of oh, the yes. Doctor Who yeah, magazine. I, I think we, after having, having, I think we have an addendum. Uh, El Presidente yes. did declare war on the Doctor Who magazine. There has been a Twittersphere battle ensued. <laughs> He's now got his eye on the uh, Radio Times. The radio Times are next. <laughs> well, they put a massive, massive spoiler on the front cover of the latest Doctor Who magazine. Yeah. The thing is, I've been thinking about this. It's annoying in many, many ways. Yes. One, if what they claim is going to happen yes. happens, yes. then you get that's the biggest spoiler in the world. Yes. If what they're claiming is going to happen doesn't happen and we're doing the old Doctor Who cop-out, that's yes. just annoying. That yes. will be like the fifth series in a row where you've... One of, them's going, like yeah. Yeah. one of them is going like that. One of them going to die, yeah. but they change their life or, or leave. Or, yeah, I have yeah. to admit, when I when I heard this whole somebody's going to die funeral it's bit, like, I'm sitting there thinking, here we go again. Is this an actual real character is going to die permanently, irrecoverably, forever and ever? Our men are not coming out. Yeah, box buried, incarcerated. Dead. dead as in the Monty Python sketch or is this going to be or is this a, a Doctor Who person of death Rose you, Tyler yeah, you go into an alternative universe you yeah. have your memory wiped etc etc please stop being softy fluffy yeah. or we, we're going to handle real rugged items and then we're not going to handle this yeah. one if you're going to tell us you're going to kill someone for crying out loud kill them and <laughs> if you're going to kill them don't tell us do a flipping earth shock it was brilliant Take yeah. a note. Yeah. You yeah. were all yeah. you were all kids at the time. You know how brilliant it was. Well, they, they Even claim, that we all wanted well, Adric to die. <laughs> the first supply I got from uh, DWM tweets. Yeah, this is before Spillsby himself got involved. Was it's not a spoiler. We don't actually tell you what happens. <laughs> <laughs> the, the front of the Radio Times of, of the Who magazine, for those of you who haven't seen it, says, Marked for death. Yep. One of Doctor Who's lead characters is going to die. So they don't yeah, tell you what's happened. Yeah, one is for will die yeah. in the op- season opener, I say. Now, either that's a huge spoiler, yep. or that is a massive lie, lie. Yeah. to sell more magazines. magazines yeah. in which yes. they give them four different covers for you to collect. Yes. The, the same story appeared in the mirror last week. I several then, of the papers on yeah. last week. Yeah. The thing is, thing is, because the cover of that is released early, did the papers pick up on that? Yeah, they or was did. it a oh, separate? Yeah, they, 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 they from would DWM, pick up on yeah. that. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah. But, but the way I see it, even if they think it's a minor point, doesn't spoil the story, think about Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Okay, mm. big spoiler here, but Darth Vader is Luke's father. Okay. Yep. Now, yep. if you'd known that going in, that would entirely have spoiled that moment. Completely. Yeah. It so wouldn't have affected the story no, much. No, it doesn't actually. No, no but it would have, have ruined one of the, the most effective scenes. Yeah. yeah. And that's what they've done here. Yeah. They've yeah. spoiled the story as a whole. They've destroyed a what the hell have you yeah. just done moment. Yeah. Well, again, putting it into as you were saying, putting it into perspective. It's back in the 80s, the DWM releasing a cover of Peter Davison, Janet Fielding, Sarah Sutton and Matthew Waterhouse. One of those are marked for death. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it ruins Earthshock. Mm. Mm. Well, look at, for example, the end, um, the Pandorica, when Rory shoots Amy. Yeah. yeah. And I, I don't know about you lot, but I didn't know that was going to happen. No, I didn't. And that was 10 minutes after was, that was me trying to work out, OK, how are they going to bring her back? What's going to happen? Oh, my God. And that's brilliant. Well, again, I love that yeah, feeling. The, again, mm-hmm. the first regeneration of Tenant. 
at the end of... Yeah, um, completely came mm. out of nowhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, when the Dalek shot him, it's yeah. like... What? <laughs> yeah. My brother phoned me from America and all he said down the phone was, What? Yeah. There seems to be this, uh, it just seems to be the way of the world. You can't allow people to enjoy television, to, to be surprised by television anymore. Anything vaguely interesting, you've got to spoil. Mm. On, a, on a flip side, it's what Jean was saying. Um, out of the producers we've had, if anyone's going to kill anyone off, I think it will be Moffat. I oh, think yeah, Moffitt he's an evil follow sod. It, follow it through. <laughs> but yeah. like Adam says, if he does follow it through, it's an awful thing oh, to do yeah. to us to spoil it yeah, like that. Yeah, I'm not and if he that. doesn't not... follow it through and if you know nothing cynical even remotely happens, then you know, it is. It is very cynical. It's yeah. making people buy well, it, as products. You say, it, it is a cynical uh, venture anyway because you've got the three separate covers. Mm. Four, four, four. Sorry, four separate mm. covers. So. Eighteen pound. You want all of them? Yeah. Collectors' yeah. covers on like that. Yeah. And Scorsby yeah. then says something about I'm not sponsored if people are stupid enough to spend eighteen pound. There you covers. go. That, they put collectors' covers. Yeah, on the front you are of the responsible magazine. because yeah. you produce these. Yeah. They know full well that. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the, yeah. the thing is, I mean, the, you've got two audiences for Doctor Who as well now. You've got the younger, you've got the younger generation who are going to buy anything that's given to them because yeah. it's got Dalek, Simon, what have you, and they just watch a program. You've got the older generation who are a little bit more cynical and jaded. It has to be said. Hello. Who are sitting there going. Oh, look, you have redesigned the Daleks because you want to make more money out of us by sending a whole new range of toys. Oh, look, you've got a special cover of magazine because you want to make more money out of us by giving us four... Co- there is a yeah. point at which people are going to sit there going, are you doing this for creative reasons within hmm. the show? Are you doing this to promote the story? Or have you just redesigned this monster? Have you just done this thing in order to generate and make the... more money? Hmm. At which point... It's going to start to grate a bit with people. I have to draw your attention to the Star Wars Palatoy range. Not the Star Wars, the Star Trek Palatoy range. Right. Uh, for the next generation. Yep. They started bringing out exclusive figures with limited range, limited numbers. They're doing that with the Doctor yeah, Who figures yeah, too, yeah. yeah. But they brought out, because the number is so significant, they brought out a particular toy which was only, they only produced 1,700. And, and one. One yeah, of them. Okay, yeah. And almost overnight, everyone t- uh, turned round and said, you are taking the piss, and dropped the toy range, and nobody bought any more. Mm. Because the, that, fan, yeah. cause the fan base got so fed up, fed fed up, up with this yeah. particular limited, used, expensive run Yeah, I used to system. collect the uh, next-gen collectible card game. Yeah. Yeah. And they brought in ultra rare cards, yeah. and I stopped. Yeah, yeah. And there you go; they've lost a lot of money. That's there. it. Yeah, and, and I think just drop it. The they thing they also it. need to be aware of is, sorry to say, around the world, money is not growing on trees anymore. <laughs> Certainly not. Now. A lot yeah. of people are very, very fiscally challenged. I think is the modern mm-hmm. in term mm-hmm. phrase. You got. Parents were then going to be put under pester power by yeah. kids to buy stuff, buy stuff. I want all four copies. You've got... I'm not going to say they're stupid fans that want to buy all four copies. I've done it at Radio <laughs> Times yeah. and all the yeah. rest of it. It's mm-hmm. something you're interested in, you keep them, put them aside. But there is a point at which you start to think you're actually... Your desire to be part of a programme or your enjoyment of a programme is, is being taken advantage of. Oh, yeah. 
And the more people who buy these things, the more they'll be encouraged to do it again next yeah, time. Yeah, but I think there's going to be a lot of people that are going to have to drop these things because of money and all the rest of it. Yeah. Is the programme then going to get into this realm of, well, we've got to push more we've got to, because our sales are going down? Or are they mm. actually going to tweak, produce good quality stuff that people want but don't start taking the mickey? Mm. Don't, oh, well, we've sold everything we can with Daleks on, we must re We've sold everything with Cyberman, we can must re- redesign them and see if we can sell it all again. No, well, um, I work with a lot of marketing people and unfortunately I think they'll just go for the package what we can yeah. and yeah. get as much money as we can. Yeah. Totally different related subject. Phil Collins went up in my estimations recently. Apparently he was approached to remaster his entire back catalogue <laughs> and he told them to go take a one walk off of a short plank <laughs> because, as he said... They bought it once. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. not going to take the money off of them again for something they've already bought. Yeah, mm. good man. And he, he sort of went up him. And, and I, there's a part of me that sits there with the, uh, oh, we've sold you this on video. We've sold you on DVD. We've just discovered another 30 seconds of something to show yeah. you a remastered DVD. Well, this is what gets me with the um, releasing the series in dribs and drabs. You know, the f- episodes yeah. one and two, episodes three and four, mm-hmm. and then the releasing the whole thing in a box set. Yeah, I can. Partly understand that because there are some people that won't have the money to buy the box set, but well, they, they will can have buy by the, the time one. they've saved up the, the <laughs> yeah. But the some people won't. Some people won't, like won't yeah. save up the money. They'll buy that one one bit. So part of me can understand that. Or if people, I like that particular story, but I don't want the whole box set. But what I do get a bit fed up with is there is a lot of Doctor Who episodes that still exist. Mm that are in good condition, that won't need to be reworked and all the rest of it, that haven't been released on DVD, yet they're re-releasing stuff yeah. that has been yeah. released on with DVD extra. with extras on. Mm. I would rather they concentrated on releasing the stuff that they haven't released. And if they're sitting there going, well, uh, there's five NAF episodes, well, do a season box set. Yeah. With those five NAF episodes in, but one decent one, and get them out to the fans. Why are we being sold again something you've already sold us that was paid for with our TV mm. licence, but we can't get the other stuff? We can't mm. get the episodes that someone somewhere thinks aren't that good. We're a grumpy. Sorry, I'm going to get off my soapbox we, we, now. We've gone way off topic. I was just talking about the spoiler. I don't care about yeah. money so much. The principle of it being spoiled by that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Sorry, well off topic, enough yep. soapbox. <laughs> Let's go to a nice thing. That's the end of the news. Let's do a nice thing okay. now. Okay, yep. Let's talk about the Doctor Who experience. Ooh. And the interactive adventure. Yes, that, that was fun. <laughs> We've been playing silly buggers again. We have. Somewhere in London is a Dalek that when you press his little green button says, you are listening to staggering stories. <laughs> in a very yep. Dalek-y voice. In a very dalek voice. Well, it was somebody's birthday. It was my birthday. I was very old. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> it's not my birthday anymore. Happy birthday to you. Stop singing. Happy birthday to you. I hate you. And, and because it was someone's birthday, and being that we're all big grown-up boys and girls, <laughs> yep. we did Talk something sensible. We went to the Doctor Who exhibition and adventure game. Experience. So Olympia. Last Saturday. Yes. It was so cool. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't that busy either. No. no. For a Saturday, I was really expecting. I know they sold Mm. the tickets in 
blocks. Lots and blocks. Yeah, some of them in advance, generally. Um, yeah. But well, then, because we're going through the adventure, there's only so many of you can go through at, yeah, at a certain right. time. Yeah. Mm. But it wasn't as busy and as packed as I thought it would be. No, it wasn't nearly as busy as it was when I first went. But when I first went, there was a signing on there at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. There was a good number. There weren't too many of us trying to squeeze in through no, the experience. I think, I think actually it was just right, the mm. amount, you know, because uh, a couple of people on various bits managed to get to the front and get hold of the controls. Mm. Yes, yeah, so yeah, yeah, shall yeah. we talk people through it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. We've got some poor sod that has to read the ticket that has to stand oh, by the vortex so entrance yeah. and listen to half of the Doctor Who theme tune <laughs> Eight on hours a perpetual day. loop. On loop. Yes. I said to him when we left, I said, in four years' time, you will hear that piece of music and you will come out into a cold sweat. <laughs> he did look kind of glazed, uh, poor lad. He, he I was mean, all but gibbering at I one point. I do think that under the Geneva Convention uh, on torture... Yeah, it could be worse. He could have been at Disneyland. But, uh, I remember at Longleat on the uh, 25th anniversary 20th. Sorry, 20th anniversary, trying to get into the actual exhibit with the amount of queues that were everywhere. It was sort of just one long queue. Yeah. And they had the Davison theme on loop. Yeah. <laughs> I dreamt that theme for about three weeks solid. Spent an hour, two hours standing there. So we, we go into the exhibition and there's four, four static tableau displays, aren't there? Yes. The static... Static displays at the beginning have got a backdrop to them, so like the one on the Vampires of Venice has got the streets of Venice, mm-hmm. oh, and then yes. you've got mannequins in costumes, yep. and you've got small amount of props. Yeah, they were interesting to see as as you went in and everyone it's milled a waiting around. Room. It's yeah. a waiting yeah. room yeah. 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 until you experience your actual time. Yeah. yeah. You're allowed to take photographs and you're allowed to get quite close to the costumes and the props. Obviously, you can't cross over the little barrier. You got very close at one point in time. (laughs) Anyone on the phone? We'll give this one because anyone goes to Facebook. I got to stand in front of Ironside and do a victory sign. She did. Look at the picture right now. (laughs) (laughs) They did it twice, it seems. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, that that was quite nice actually seeing the, the, the bits and pieces. And then you got called in to mm. the inner sanctum of yes. the adventure game. You, you got you got shown your seat. Yes. Yeah. Well, basically, what what the interactive adventure part of it is, is you move from chamber to chamber, from room to room, yeah. and the story moves with you. Yes. So you go to a new room. There's a new screen. Obviously, yep. the doctor isn't yep. there live. Yes. All the Matt Smith <laughs> stuff is pre-recorded. Yeah. I was very impressed, though. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. In, Especially, in the f- it's the same colour. In the first chamber, there was some there was some lovely bits for us older fans. In the amongst oh, all yeah, the modern spot bits, the prop. there was yeah. it was spot the prop really without giving yeah. anything yeah. away. But you, there was for those who have, have want to see, look out for things like Yeti spheres. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the, the, the Paul robot. Yes, from Paradise Towers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The big telescope from Tooth and Claw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and there was also a node. There was yeah. no yeah. science in the That library. was very yeah. well done. The yes, that was very well done. The, uh... Looking, if you looked, you could see where it's projected from, but yeah, it was still it very good. Still and there was there was an original Sontaran head. No, it yeah. so chopped as, off at the neck. Oh, chopped off, no, just the, the, <laughs> the helmet, helmet bit. Yeah. So within, within this room, there was props from the current series, but sprinkled liberally around, there were props going right the way back yeah. to the mm. Hartnell Troughton era, which... Which was very nice, and the way that the TARDIS appears... <laughs> quite good. That's quite yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. 
See, I liked that bit. I thought that was yeah. very that, good. That appealed to the Very well done. Yeah. The shame we didn't get to spend more time in there. We were yes. looking oh, at the screen. Oh, I could have spent ages in oh, there. Yeah, you... I, I've got to admit, I did calm myself down and reserve judgment and not throw women and children and small kids out the way Wait, so I can get to the console. My console! <laughs> yeah, get out! It's mine! You, you, you sort of like, you have to walk through the rooms at a certain pace because yes. the story takes yes. you through. Yeah, and yeah. you Group you, behind you. You've got, you've got a group behind We you. have got. Uh, we had someone escorting us. Yeah. Yeah. Herding us from one room yeah. to the next yeah. room. Yeah. Those trying to herd ducks. We are <laughs> going to probably give away a spoiler here at this uh, point. Really? You, spoiler music. Spoiler music. Spoiler music. You end up in the console room. The, the mm. current one. The current, the current one. console yeah. room. And uh, without giving the game away, <laughs> I have a have a 27 year old suited and booted gentleman beside me who at one point started screaming and squealing like a little girly with excitement. <laughs> yeah. You, you don't expect it from a businessman, do you? No, you don't, you don't. And I think there was as many parents going, ah, yeah, ah, yeah, as there yeah. were kids. Did you notice Adam got to the um, yeah. con- console controls? The, well, I'd been there, there before, was, so I knew it was coming up. Yeah. yeah, there were like six children and Adam. Yes, I didn't do it the first time round. So, so number right. two control. I, I managed to get oh, to... Oh, Adam a, and number two I managed to get yeah. to a control as no, well. Like, like I said, I did... Managed to reserve myself and didn't throw any of the five-year-olds out the I way. I waited for them to get around, and there was a few. <laughs> yeah, spare there was a few that. left, a few spare. There were some corridors we had to run down of at course. certain we'll, points. But we yeah. walk briskly. Yeah, and there was some uh, a few few alien friends mm-hmm. who uh, made mm-hmm. appearances, mm-hmm. and you had these kind of like tableau sets where you'd stop for a while, and there yeah. would be an event or a scene or a story go yeah. around you, and then you would go on Move to on. the next part. Mm. Um, there was one particular spooky bit which had a few mums, I think, squealing and holding oh, yeah. holding daughters and sons' yes. hands. <laughs> um, daughters and sons were going, Mum, I want to see. I want to see, yes. Um, and then you had a bit in 3D which was that done was very, very well. I, yeah, I was very impressed. We've said before, why can't 3D films yeah. be as good as the 3D that was used most, yeah, in so that th- effect? Most of the 3D in cinema leaves me very unimpressed. Mm. But because this was quite. It probably cost as much to do those ten yeah. minutes of three D as it yeah. does to make an entire film. Oh, no, I doubt it. <laughs> did, did, did you have? You saw a little bit with um, a little six-year-old at that point. Yes. What I'm sticks in my mind mostly is there was a couple of little kids down in front of us when we had all the three D thing, and they're stepping back, they're reaching up to try to touch them <laughs> because there's nothing there, but they're reaching their arms up to where they as, sh- as things the are coming out of the screen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, the innocence of youth yeah <laughs> and then you come out but that whole adventure bit it must have lasted about 20 minutes, 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we were in the whole thing for knocking on four hours yeah because after the adventure thingy ah. there was an exhibition yeah. <laughs> with stuff lots of stuff and it's not just the current season of stuff again no. it's the whole History, bits you, of the mm, whole history. You have an entire display of the Doctor's costumes. Yes, yes. including the eight. Yeah. yeah, he was on Waking the Dead last he night. He was. It wasn't he a git? Yes, with Paul McGann. Yes, yes. yes. Mm. nasty Mister. McGann. We don't like him. Yeah. No, Sonic Screwdriver. His wig. Oh, yes. Tardis, yeah, yeah. TARDIS keys. All, I like to point yep. out all the TARDIS keys, including the Sylvester McCoy one. Which he hasn't yep. got. Which I haven't got, and I'm desperately after. Not all of the Sonics, so. Not all the Sonics. No. I didn't have the first Sonic screwdriver. My favourite display, I thought they were being extremely clever, but it turned out that um, the oh, yeah. thing was actually only a way for repairs. There was a big notice saying Vashta Narada, 
and it was empty. And I thought, yeah, that's really clever. <laughs> there was a shadow going across the back. Yeah. But then when I got closer, it said this uh, this display is a way for cleaning or repairs. I think it's meant to be the space, the space suit. suit with the skull in it. Yeah. The, the Scooby-Doo creature. It's, it was a way when I went there first time as well. Oh. So I'm not sure if it's true. I think maybe they were using it. I was going to say, <laughs> it did look very similar to the costume in the trailer. I haven't seen the trailer. <laughs> 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 no, naughty Jean. Sorry. There was two further TARDIS consoles. Oh, yes, yes. The the tenant one, which we... The real thing. The real, the, yeah, the actual prop, not not a mock-up. Yeah, the, uh, obviously, the Matt Smith one wasn't a real one. That's yeah. in Cardiff. Yeah. Uh, they, that was a very good recreation, though. Oh, it was. Mm. It was. And they, they had the... Um, Continuous loop of his regeneration. Yeah. With that sad music. Oh. Then the good music. Then the good when music. Yeah. So that was good. He couldn't get that close to it. No. Unfortunately. We tried. Yeah. Really we did Facebook. Tried. Yeah. <laughs> Look at Facebook. So. Yeah. And also we had a recreation, a small corner recreation of uh, the Davison McCoy, the Davison Baker and McCoy. More Baker because it had um, a, um, a coat stand with a scarf on it. It did. No, the wrong Baker. It's Colin Baker. It didn't console. come into Five Doctors. Yeah. Particular oh, I'm sure yeah. it had a scarf on it. It so did. Like, yeah. It did. Well. But yeah, again, I tried to get my hands on that one and I couldn't quite reach. That's yeah. when the alarms all went That's off. That's when it? the alarms went off when <laughs> yeah. you had to leave. Yeah. It's a full recreation of that console. Yeah, yeah I think it's beautiful. Little lights and dials. It's very good. Yeah. No BBC Micro, though. No. The screens no, the, were dead. The, the, yeah, the, the, the monitors weren't on. There's also, what was it, a recreation of the various built gadgets that uh, they've the doctors used this season. Oh yeah, the um, the Van, Vincent Van Gogh, mm. the the uh, the monster Mirror identifier. Thing. I think it's a real thing. The the uh, Betamax video from Fearha. Yeah, no, <laughs> not not fear her uh, idiot lantern. Yeah, yeah, that'd be yeah. the real thing. Yeah, but yeah, so we had uh, some some stuff from um, Keeper Charkin. Yes, yeah, yeah. Melka, Melka was there. Melka, yeah. Yeah. There, was there was also a, a rinky dinky section where you could um, change which part of the theme you listened to. Yeah, you could yeah. leap oh, off yeah. the base, only listen to the horns. I I, I had an absolute bit, yes. ooh moment. An ooh moment. You where I had an ooh moment <laughs> where you go from, as you go from one part of the exhibition, there's like joining bits and there is a wall and it's all nice and dark except oh. for these illuminated alcoves and in the illuminated yes. alcoves are the heads of the Cybermen oh, yes. from the first one to Silver Nemesis and they are Gorgeous. Yes. Some of them, it said, were reconstructions, yeah. but yeah. some of them were genuine, were the yeah. original articles. Well, so, so mm. reading, reading somewhere, I can't remember where I've read this, but they, they had an Ice Warrior there. Mm. And that is the original Ice Warrior costume, renovated, yeah. because it has written inside it uh, Brian Breslau, who, who was... Bernard Breslau. who was the original Ice Warrior. Oh, yeah. so I was having a good look at the Time, la- time Lady, Time Lord headdress. Yes. Mm. Oh, yes. And that yeah, looks like that. an original Time Lord headdress, because it's in the two parts, yeah. sealed along the edges, and it sits very badly on the shoulders, because Matt Irving was yeah. saying about how they yeah. always kept falling off, etc. Yeah. And I was having a good spot, and I think they might have actually used the original they did. headdresses. They, they did. Mm. They yeah. reworked them a bit. Yeah, yeah. so that was an original headdress. Yeah. 
you also had another interactive area where you could have yourself superimposed oh, yes. over either the TARDIS going through the time vortex or the console room. We decided on the Photos. console room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, you could be in the Pandorica because they had the, the chair there, didn't they? Yeah, could, yeah the actual chair. That's the thing. You we found several, we yeah. found several places in that exhibition where Karen Gillan had sat. And what Adam was trying to sniff. <laughs> and her disgusting. clothes were <laughs> Her actual clothes. Yes. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Keith had his ooh moment. Moment. There was an entire Dalek hauled. Oh yes. That's yes. quite Many interesting. Daleks. How the heights have changed. Yeah. 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 In, in the original series, the heights changed. They a bit. did. They L- got taller at uh, the time. They got a little bit taller. Mm. So not including the that. new series Dalek or the I Dalek. Yeah. <laughs> Rambo Dalek was very impressive. Oh, yeah, yeah, they also had a Rambo Dalek. I forgot about that, yes. Yeah, yeah. And they had uh, Davros. Yes. Davros, yeah, the latest Davros. But... Yeah. I did have to laugh. In, in the main exhibit area, in one corner, they had the Zarbalov and a table done out that the looked Zorbalof. like a Zorbalof, yeah. and a table done out as if it was from the props rooms. And no one was going round there to look at it. Yeah. It was like behind another display. It, it was like it had the plague or something. Yes. You know, no yeah. one was going in that area no. at all. It was a rubbish costume, wasn't it? You see where the uh, gloves went yeah. on and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Travel, travel. That's the trouble. The- One thing that I notice and it only, only occurred to me afterwards is we did the Star Trek exhibits at the National Science mm. and whatever. A long time ago. A long time ago. Mm. But you could see... Uh, the level of the quality of television, because the Star yeah, Trek stuff was a little really bit tatty, a little bit tatty. The, the phase and everything looked really quite crude. Yeah, well, uh, up, up close. close in real life. But all of this lot, when you're up close and personal, it's of a very high quality. Mm. Yeah, it's you know screen as it comes across. Yeah, screen quality. The, quali- yeah. the quality. I mean, just the haberdashery element, the quality of the material, the yeah. way everything's sewn together. They had the Sigarax yes. costume and. The actual costume itself. I mean, obviously the masks are going to wear eventually yeah, because yeah, they're perish. latex. Mm. But the um, the giant robot. Oh, no, yeah. Oh, yeah. He wasn't yeah. giant at this point. Oh, he was no. just robot size. <laughs> he was still tall. But he... You know, that I think was all sort of like aluminium, so yeah. that's lasted. I yeah. thought that was an original replica. I, I think they might the real original, I, I, think. I think it was the original. May have been spruced up a bit, but it's been on in exhibitions. Yes, yeah. yeah. It, you could see the quality of the build work on it, yeah. and the mm. the organ from the Christmas. Oh yes. was yeah, lovely. Yeah. It, mm. You sort of think if that thing doesn't play, it's an injustice because yeah. it's such a beautiful piece of work. The only one that looked a bit rough around the edges was actually the face of Bo, <laughs> yeah. which close up really looked like just a bit of latex rubber that had been crudely cut out. He is a million years old, <laughs> or older than the universe, take your pick. No, he isn't. He was only made immortal when Rose had a little tater tate with some Daleks. <laughs> I liked the, um, they had a, um, a cross section of an Ood mask. Oh, yes. You were oh, making yeah, of yeah. an Ood mask. That was, that was good. Yeah. Very hard to see where the actor would have seen out, oh, but yeah. we did spot it eventually. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm... having seen an ood get lost in the middle of the mosh pit at the yes. um, Albert Hall, I don't think the actors did see it out. On the flip side of the Daleks, we had this all the Centaurans down the ages. Oh, yes. They yeah. got smaller. They, yeah. they are a lot shorter than they used the, to be. The yeah. Daleks got taller, Centaurans got, got smaller. smaller. Yeah. Well, that talk and their cod the pieces original... got bigger. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That talk of times being short originally is not true. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, as I said, I think Kevin, Kevin Lindsay was short, but he's not 
that short. I suppose it's when you compare it with Tom Baker. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he may have been 5'7", 5'8", perhaps. Yeah. uh, That's not short. He's not not (laughs) exceptionally short. Mm. But there there was a lot to see. I mean, there's one part where there was um, a mirror and the kids could pretend to walk like like scarecrows. Yes, yes. Especially shot stuff uh, with the um, woman who does all the 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 coordination. Teaching how to walk like a scarecrow and a side man and stuff. And there was a little cinema area where they were showing behind the scenes. They weren't actually from the confidentials I think they were additional behind the scenes of doing really? costumes and film the bit hmm. that I saw was from the Christmas Carol but yeah. I can't remember it from the confidential mm. so I think they're extra bits that they hadn't used for the confidential well, that I they've thought I recognised it maybe from the first time but there was quite a range of eras covered there yeah. was a lot but there was also gaps we we had the suspicion that maybe it might be worth seeing after the uh, yeah. season yeah. because yeah, definitely. they may may add stuff after the season we don't know for Apparently. sure but you just get that feeling yeah. that there could be room for expansion I have heard they will be swapping things out as the it would be season in- comes yeah, out it would be interesting to do a second trip later in the year yeah mm-hmm. And then they may have added stuff to the merchandise section, Mm -hmm. which was very good. That was painful because I spent a lot. Yes, there was a little Mm -hmm. shop near the exit. Yeah, there was. (laughs) (laughs) There's always got to be a shop near the exit. We got a new friend. Oh, Oh, yes. Hello, Graham. Hello, Graham. Graham the adipose. adipose. He's called Graham because he's grey and if you look at his little mouth, he's going, mmm. <laughs> he got drunk afterwards because we took Graham on a dot two pub crawl. But we, we, did. we can't say hello to Graham without making other people jealous. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, dear, yes. Here we go. Gird your loins. <laughs> One, two, three. Hello, hello Pertwee. Hello, cardboard Amy. Hello, Hello, various, various posable Amy's. Yeah. How can you not what get a, rid of some of them? Yeah. What about Dangerous Churchill? Hello, Hello Dangerous, dangerous Churchill. Churchill. Nazi Spock? No, we no, don't talk no, okay, about okay, Nazi Spock. Nazi Spock has ex- been sent to Coventry. He has. Yep. That's where the rest of them went. <laughs> There was a there was a lot to see, oh, yeah, and no, you could take photographs in every yeah, part except, except for the, for the interactive, ex- interactive experience. Yeah. 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 So any of you out there that want to make costumes, I would seriously recommend going because you can photograph the costume from virtually every angle you like, <laughs> up close and yeah. personal. I did compare my burgundy bow tie with the real thing. It's yeah. Not Didn't quite, quite the same size or shape. No. It's not far off, but it's no, it's close but no cigar. Yeah. One thing, um, the we saw at Gallifrey at the convention there was. Uh, uh, one woman going round dressed as Liz Ten. Yes. And having now seen the original Liz Ten costume, yep. woman at Gallifrey, kudos, yours yes. is better. Spot yeah. on. Really? Spot on. Yeah, I thought it was. For an adult, on a Saturday, which is the peak time, it was just under 20 quid. I think it's yeah. £19.50. Yeah. 75, I think. £19.75. Given that you've got a fairly extensive static series of displays, which you you could come back around yeah. if you get to the point where you're going to go through the shop and you decide you want to wander back, yeah, once, you you can wander back up until the bit where you leave yeah, the adventure. Once, you once you're around. in the shop, you, you can't, you can't go, back. go back. But it's not like oh, you've seen this, but you've got ten minutes. Move on. You've seen yeah. that bit. And the actual interactive adventure is at least twenty minutes as well. It is well worth yeah. the nineteen pounds. Well, as, or as we said, we. Spent, what is it, 
Four hours? Four hours hours in total in there. Mm, God, we're sad. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And that's on until... November sometime in London, then moves to Cardiff in the new year at some point. Mm. Be interested to see it there. Mm. It's going to be bigger. Possibly. I'll have to get my foot fixed then, (laughs) because it started to hurt. We also found that when you throw baby adiposes at white painted walls in the cafeteria of the exhibition, they stick. They stuck. We have shots of the adipose stuck to the wall. Which caused me and the young lad sitting at the table beside me great hilarity. (laughs) Hours of fun. It's of things you shouldn't do with your adipose. Yeah, (laughs) because you can't stretch it to strangle someone. It says, do not use your adipose to wrap round someone's neck. What? Strangulation may be Some idiot has actually done this. So we're going to find all the things that you can do with your adipose that you shouldn't. Put them in a microwave. Please don't give people ideas. We found you can't get him drunk because if you get him drunk and he gets hold of sonic screwdrivers, he goes on the rampage. Yeah, it is lethal. (laughs) But uh, well worth a visit. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Recommended to a people? Yeah. Has the staggering story's seal of approval. (laughs) It will close next week. (laughs) (laughs) Right, we shall now turn on to the Sunday Night Fright. (laughs) (laughs) In Being Human. Okay, I think this is going to be... As we haven't touched being human at all this so far. It's no, going to be sort of a, a general season. overview. Mm. And again, it's, we're, we're, what is it, we're the third season in? Yes. Yeah. And as we left the second season, they had run away to uh, Wales or left, left Bristol. And, to Barry Island. Uh, Barry and, Island and, yeah. and Annie was in the afterlife, gone. Yep. Mm. Only appearing on telly. Occasionally. Occasionally, yeah. yes. With the men with the rope and the sticks. <laughs> okay. Don't remember that bit. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, so what they have to do is uh, rescue Annie. Yep. That was virtually done in the first episode. It, yeah, that was over very quickly. It was over very quickly. Mercifully. But, I, I, but it sets you up for the rest of the Yeah, it sets you up. And it, it, was, it was done nicely, I think. Mm. It was, she's in limbo, but it's your own personal idea of limbo. It's not sort of the featureless void. Yeah. It's, it's, it's more life on Mars style. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a, so, yeah, a yeah. corridor with lots of different rooms. Yes. You could be in a real place. At one point, one character has her own bedroom. For yeah. When she was at, so it's mm-hmm. things that you recognise. Yeah. And, yeah. and in the case of someone, it was a carriage full of dead people. People, yeah. yes. <laughs> and so this, again, like the second season, it's left picking up the pieces of the first of... Like the second season, it's picking up pieces of the first season. This one, it's picking up pieces of the second season. There, there are repercussions. There are. I have to say, the whole box tunnel murder yeah. thing, it seemed a bit out of left field when it happened yeah there was a bit of build up to it but not much it did seem a bit like a this is a plot point we need to get to yeah mm. yeah which i think was the case because now they're paying it off now yeah yeah and it did come out of nowhere to be paid off throughout this entire season three i yes. think that's how i feel about it but anyway the main thread through this one was much more of the conflict between the vampire's 
as a group, yeah. and the werewolves, you had the addition of um, we have, the, yeah. the lone wolf and his son, who's have, on a one-man yeah, crusade to kill all the werewolves vampires. Turn up. Yeah, it's, Nobson Green. And yes. Yeah. And I, th- I was... I was kind of half mm, Robson Green. Mm. I was very impressed with him. <laughs> he's, he's, he's very nice. good. He was, he was very good. McNair. Yeah. yeah. McNair. You know, a man who's sort of been pushed over the edge and is comfortable living there now. Yeah. 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 He wasn't overly macho in no. it. But on the other hand, he, he was, as you say, he was very much a man in a position. This is a position, I mean, there's nothing I can do about it. Right. Well, I wouldn't say we're going to enjoy it, but we're going to deal with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a pregnancy. Yes. There is, yeah. The pitter-patter of baby werewolf feet. The the pitter-patter of tiny paws. Yes. Yeah, while they were changed. Yes. Yes. I did love that. I'm on the pill. I don't think it works for werewolves. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's it's the ultimate version of unsafe sex. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) One beautiful sequence sticks in my mind. I can't remember what episode it is, but George gets up to go to the toilet and... (laughs) All these things happen around him. And it's the uh, Type 4 episode, the yeah. zombie episode. Yeah, he's just yeah. trying to get to the lab to have a, go well, to the toilet. He's, he's yeah. standing there, isn't he, basically, yeah, ready to jams. go. In his gym jams. Just about to introduce to the pan. Yeah, point Percy at the porcelain. And basically... He keeps getting, and it gets to the point where he says, "Okay, we'll leave you." And he says, "I can't go now. <laughs> I only got up to pee." Yeah. Um, but I mean, there's some interesting characters, and much more of an introduction into the werewolves and the upper echelons of the werewolves, which then becomes the elders or whatever they that's were the, called, that, the vampire stories. Which then becomes pre- prevalent for yeah. later on. That's going to be season four. Yeah. Season well, it's we, kind of at the end of this one as well, wasn't that it? That was again doing the same thing they set up. Yeah. We, we, had, we had a character that was introduced that was a, a vampire lord from want of us, like Herrick, but yeah. not quite as vicious. Or not quite. He much he had, older. Yeah, but he had a support system set up. He was happy where he is and <laughs> everything was going swimmingly. He was a rather an odd character. It was, <laughs> he was a decidedly odd character. I can't remember his name. But what, the S&M parties? Yeah, had. exactly. exactly. They, they had a support system set up where he could drink to his heart's content, do this, do that. And, the whole, and, when, do, the and do the other. Yeah. And when he runs into George and uh, Nina and... Yeah. Oh, what's the vampire's name? Mitchell. Mitchell, Mitchell thank you. The, his whole support structure comes crashing down. Yeah. You know... And he ends up dead. He, he ends up very dead, yeah. yeah. And we also had, it was into a spin-off that appeared on the net, sort of webisodes. We are introduced to another, a 40-year-old vampire and a 16-year-old body. Adam. 46. 46, yeah, Adam, yes. Yeah. He had his own one, they that, actually did a one episode, it's on, it was on uh, yeah, BBC they, they 3 connect, or 4. They, they connected all the webisodes yeah. together and showed it as a one-hour mm. It was quite good, though. It, well, we it wasn't bad. That, but, yeah, we'll come back to that. But um, Mitchell, shall we tell them what happened to Mitchell at the end of it? He died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. He doesn't Thank so you. much die, does he? It's more that he gets stabbed through the heart by a very close and personal friend. Yeah. Well, throughout this season, there's been this prophecy that yes. he was going to be killed by a werewolf. A, were- a, a wolf-shaped wolf-shaped bullet. bullet. Yeah. yeah. And it turns out that was all a load of rubbish. Yeah. But, but it became a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yes, yeah. Because as I said, through that, the, the main bulk of the season, we think it's going to be McNair and his son who are going to do this. And then it flipped over to hostile. Nina yeah. when uh, the, the police are getting close to yep. Mitchell. 
Yeah. And Nina is believing that Mitchell was the killer. Yeah. In he, box car as tunnel. Was, as he was. Yeah. And she shops Mitchell to the police. Yeah. And then Mitchell thinks, oh, it's her that's going to kill me. I yeah. thought the whole thing with the police was quite good. Where it he's was going very to, good. And, and the police are actually standing at the cell door with video camera phones trying to see him through the camera phone. Yeah. yeah. Because, of course, his image won't show up yep. on the yep. camera phone, etc. I thought that was quite cleverly done. We also mm-hmm. have, which was hinted at in the closing moments of episode two, of season two, the return of Herrick. Yes. Yeah. Which again completely destabilizes everything. But mm. it's not the standard Herrick. It's an uh, what is it? An amnesic, insane Herrick mm. who's lost his total memory of yeah, being yeah. He's a lost vampire. Everything. He doesn't remember who he exactly, is or yeah. where he where he come from or how he got. But there. he's been he he'd been reanimated, I suppose, yes. in a yeah. way. Yeah. Through the blood of his uh, disciple, and yeah. his chosen one, and somebody else. Yeah, it's really well done. Because throughout, you're wondering, is he just acting it? Yeah. What's mm. his game? And so he's the last three, the last four episodes he's yeah. in. Halfway through his season. Yeah. So, so yeah. it's about, yeah, episode four or five, he turns up, I'm not sure. Then you realise he wasn't faking it. Yeah. When he gets his powers back. Yes. Oh, yeah. when he gets his powers back, it's suddenly <laughs> full on. Oh, mm. back to the old Herrick. Yeah. That was good fun to, to see him slaughter a house full of police. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just not that we've got anything against the police. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. <laughs> but yes, it, um, doing that. And it, it kind of finishes with all of them in, in the house and this really, really old statesman-like vampire who's yeah. going to make Mitchell back basically his his hunting pet dog. and hunting dog mm. yeah. and which George is standing there with a stake in his hand and mm-hmm. basically makes sure Mitchell doesn't become yeah. his hunting yeah. dog and yeah. stabs Mitchell in the heart. It's not quite as sudden as that because Mitchell earlier in that episode had been pleading yeah. to be killed. Yeah. yeah. It works for me. It's a good end to the character because mm. essentially we've had him do everything. We've had him fall off the wagon, mm. yeah. be pushed off the wagon and the Bucks car murder jump off the wagon. Yeah. So there's nothing more you can... I couldn't see the character... I couldn't see this, no. but I couldn't see the character coming back from this believably. The other thing is that the character was taking on much more of the heroic action-adventure side yeah. of things, which you then... What do you t- do with George and, you know, <laughs> Nina and all the rest of I, it? You, if if he's going to go off, if Mitchell's going to go off and solve all the problems, how does George yeah. solve them? I, 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 so that just uh, slips through my mind with the Adam episode where they come in to rescue him and he screams out, take, do you want some of my chair? Plant. Sorry, do you want some of my plant? Because yeah, he's holding a pot plant mm. and he's yeah. it someone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I decided to get a bit tired of Mitchell's character by the end of the season. I wasn't sorry to see him go. I yeah. think it was the right time to get rid of him. Oh, yeah, mm. yeah. He was becoming the archetypal emo yeah. vampire. Yeah, yeah. And everything we despise in a vampire. Yeah. yeah. So I was glad that he's uh, shuffled off at that point. I presume they go bringing a new vampire. I don't know. I don't know. Well, as it's set up at the moment, we've got one ghost and two werewolves because that's how it's three, three werewolves. werewolves. That's how it's left. Yeah. Because you've got McNair's son still at the four house. Four werewolves. <laughs> got four werewolves to potentially the baby. Yeah. If the baby's if the baby survived after Herrick. Because yeah. that's the thing. We don't know if the baby's infected as a werewolf. Oh, is the baby going to be born a werewolf? Is yeah. it going to be born human? Well, because yeah. it's, it's actual. Great 
growth is accelerated as well. She starts off at three mm. months pregnant and finishes at virtually almost eight months pregnant yeah. fairly quickly. Well, mm. again, I have to point out to the last scene between Nina and Herrick didn't end very well, so... No, Herrick tries to kill her. Yeah, mm. yeah. And I'm sure they're going to take the opportunity to kill the baby. Yeah. To solve that entire problem of having to have a baby on yeah. the set or whatever. Yeah. But they didn't, and I was really surprised mm. by that. Yeah. Well, I think it's left open, was it? Or did we? No, we, no. Did no, she survived and the baby was I, I fine. I beg humble forgiveness and grow in general. Yeah, yeah, and she healed really quickly as well. Yeah, mm. being, yeah. being a, werewolf. a werewolf. So, again, it's... I can't see where they can go from here, but there again, I couldn't see where they could go from here from the, the end, of episode, uh, end of last season. Mm. You know, so again, we have the setup for the next one, i.e. the ancient vampire royalty, by the sound of it, who... who uh, yeah. Oh, God, where they... they Rhodes, or they lived at Rhodes, or uh, Some, somewhere nice and warm. Yeah, and yeah somewhere, like somewhere exceedingly sunny for yeah. vampires, yeah. really. Well, they don't have the problems in the sun that uh, <laughs> yeah. legend says. It, it's clearly going to be George and Nina against the ancient vampires, yes. isn't yeah. it? Maybe yeah. somehow bringing all the werewolves together. Possibly, because mm. that's it. The, the, you get the impression that the vampire society is very ordered and very regulated, while werewolf society is complete chaos. They're the lone wolves. Yeah, yeah exactly. Are. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yet wolves themselves aren't actually loners. No, they they live animals. in packs. Yeah. <laughs> mm. But then there mm. was the teen version. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the spin-off. Yeah, the, the webisodes. Mm. Yes, that, we, that was put together as the one story for Adam with a vampire girlie at the school and a ghost and yeah. it's all set in a, in an English school. school yeah. Sort of yeah. a um, sort of horror version of Grange Hill. <laughs> Without the sausage. Without the sausage. It, it was mildly amusing but there was part of me that just went, oh no. <laughs> really? <laughs> Because it was it was the teenage version, yeah. really. Yeah, it was yeah. kind of like the Americanized. Are oh, we going to do being human, but for teenagers on <laughs> campus? <laughs> yeah, they they weren't hip teenagers by any stretch, were they? Imagination, no, no. It's not like that. It had its moments. It, mm. I got to admit, it was maybe not as good as the the main series simply because no. it wasn't as long. But it's certainly no. there were a few bits and pieces there that had their moments. Uh, what sticks in the mind mostly is only Adam, I can't remember the name of the girl, can see the ghost. So mm. they're all natting yeah. and talking. And there's a couple of times when the, they're effectively caught alone by a teacher and the various <laughs> explanations they have to go in, which is mostly Adam took the initiative of and ended up with them snogging. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And I like Adam's, he's hip and with it because he's 16 at school, being 46, all his points of reference are 30 years, years out of date. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff that we recognise. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so the slang and all his, his references yeah. are, are well yeah. out of date. Yeah. Uncool. Mm. Yes, yeah. It wasn't a bad little one. I don't know if it, if it's going to go anywhere or if they did it as a one-off. I don't know. I've not know. heard of her doing any more. Um... You kind of got the feeling that it was set up to to be its own spin-off of being well, human, but backdoor pilot or whatever. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I can't see them bringing it forward to be a, a full big budget series. Yeah. They might bring it back to be another set of web. Yeah, because otherwise they're going to end up being the Scooby Gang. Yeah, because yeah. you know what exactly can they do other than solve mysteries at school, around school, or involving people at school? I don't know. 
uh, the actors, of course, all over 16 or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But they, the characters, I suppose, are getting towards the age where they'd be leaving school anyway, yeah. so... But, yeah, it's, it's watchable. It's watchable. Mm. But no, good season of being human. Look forward to the next one. Oh, yes. God, yeah, yeah. I shall be there watching the next one when it comes. It's, it's, it has been commissioned, I think I've read yes, somewhere. Yes, they're so. pre-production already. Yeah, yeah. yeah they had um, Mina and and the ghosty on Saturday Kitchen, I think it yeah. was, not so long ago, yeah. Um, or or Sunday her? morning, I've one of those cookery programmes. <laughs> well, it I, turns out that Mina can't cook, but the ghosty girl can. <laughs> Okay. I'd, I'd like to put a smaller, good cup of tea, too. small addendum to this. They've actually released the DVD already for this, right? And uh, the actress who plays Nina shows the cab, shows them around uh, towards the set, mm-hmm. and she got lost <laughs> on the way to her bedroom. She got lost. Uh, yeah, no, they're complicated. Yeah, TV yeah, sets, yeah. Aren't they? <laughs> you have a runner I'd, to take you to them. I'd like at some point to see some of the American yes. being human to do a comparison. I would like because I, I hear the American version isn't that good. It probably depends if you see, know the original. Yeah, I That's think it. Life on Mars. Yeah, yeah. Like, as again, I think. Um, oh, if it's not Life on Mars, then yeah, it definitely I've, would be better over here. Is, is it's taken unlike um, uh, being human. The American version took an episode, couple of episodes, to get its act together to figure out what they were trying to do. Mm. I've heard the latter part of the season better than the first half of the season. Okay. Because I have visions mm. of them making them sort of like a more modernistic, yeah. sort of like bare-chested vampire and yeah. <laughs> moon and moody werewolves. Not slightly inept. Yeah. Yes. Sort of cowardly George. werewolves. George. <laughs> <laughs> with, the, with his voice a couple of decibels higher than yeah. it actually should be. <laughs> yeah. A couple of octaves higher. Okay. Now, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, and the small furry creature from Alpha Centauri, we have letters! Yay! Yay! Okay, we have one here, a one-page one here from mm-hmm. our old friend, Mr. M. Hello, Mr. M. Hello. Hello, teams! Namely, Staggering Stories, Flashing Blade, The Happiness Patrol, The Doctor Who Podcast, TMTL, Doctor Who Podshock, and... The Who cast. Mm, okay. This is going to be new and different. This is the Doctor Who Podcast Award nominations. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You may not have heard of me, but I've heard of you. Oh, we've heard of you. <laughs> Here we go. Best female. Stagger- for Staggering Stories, Fake Keith. Yay! Flashing Blade, Joe. And Staggering Stories, Jean. We are the only three females on Fidget Podcast. Yeah, it sounds like it. Um. Best male. Staggering stories. Real Keith. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. I've always appreciated you. I've got to know that. This is only a nominee, man. (laughs) Uh, TWP, Trevor. DWO, Galashon. TMTL, Chip. I know, Chip. Chip's good. Best Podcast presenter. DWO. Galashon! Oh, again. Double nomination. Staggering Stories. Adam. Yay! (laughs) TMTL. Chip. DWPS. Lewis. Best edition of a podcast. Staggering Stories. 101. Staggering (laughs) Stories. 100. Flashing Blade. 81. DWPS. 240. TMTL 199. Mm. The Doctor Who Podcast 
65. Pretty recent ones, aren't they? Yeah. Funniest edition of a podcast. <laughs> oh, dear. Staggering stories, 97. I'm going to have to go back and listen. Yeah, to listen to that one. <laughs> yeah. Flashing Blade, 81. TDWP, 61. THP, The Happiness Patrol, 54. Special award for outstanding podcasting? Ooh. Question mark. <laughs> Best podcast. Staggering stories. The Doctor Who podcast. Doctor Who podca- uh, podshock. Flashing Blade. The awards will be announced at Easter. Enjoy Ooh. your speculation, Mr. M. Okay, well, uh, interesting. Um, yeah, I, I look forward to bated breath. Do we get an award? Do, do we get a little gold? Assuming we win, I think. Yeah, <laughs> sure we will. I, I, think, I think I need a piece of chocolate for um, being nominated. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What okay. was 97 about? That was our New Year one, our predictions, our hopes and dreams, fears oh. of the future. Oh, dear. Christmas Carol. That was the one where uh, we'd review. all been at the Christmas sherry, hadn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. nipping yeah, at the Christmas yeah. brandy. We have another letter from Mr. M. Ah, hello, Mr. M. Is this the awards? No. Special letter. letter. Hello, team. Hello, Hello, Mr. M. It's that time of, I don't know what time it is, but it's time for me to look in detail at the new Who trailer. (laughs) I I haven't put fingers in your ears. Yes, I have discovered something very big, so... Spoiler music. Spoiler music, spoiler music. Don't make any mistakes. So you can skip past this and drop it in. Um, yeah. A corner of the eye shot similar to the 11th hour. Yeah. Only the skin around the eye is cracked. Hopefully it's not Amy. It's not Amy all cracked. Stop it. Oh. River song with some red flashy lighty thing mm. in the lodger TARDIS. Mm. The David Tennant TARDIS. Yes. With either regeneration light or sunlight all over the shot. Mm. I thought it was regeneration light myself. Like an explosion to me, but we won't go there. Okay. It's not much, but there you go, Mr. M. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there has been stills from this trailer put up on Flickr and I think io9 and I have studied them intently hang on you printed these off did you not read it when you printed it off no <laughs> I shall take it with me then so you don't get spoiled <laughs> Miss El Presidente is trying not to sully himself yeah, he's remaining pure as he can do hence the uh flame wars on Twitter earlier this, uh, this week. I think I think exaggerating, I did have um, a discussion <laughs> with uh, Dr. Magazine. I'm not even on Twitter and I heard about it. <laughs> hmm. Do you have a letter, El Presidente? I do. It's from Bob. Hello, Hello Bob. Dear Staggering Stories team and the star-studded head of Pertwee, <laughs> as played by Patrick Stewart. <laughs> okay. okay. He's got more hair than Patrick Stewart. Um, sorry that I've not given any feedback for the past couple of podcasts, but due to a heavy workload, I just haven't had the time. No, that's okay. I feeling. We understand. Glad you all had a good time in the US. Here's some feedback for you this week. Primeval. Primeval. <laughs> I said in cutter speed. Bit disappointed, Primeval, to be honest. Mm. No Andy here to... Uh, yeah, can't, can't back it up. I thought the first episode was great at setting up the series and answering most of the loose ends from the past three series. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the series didn't move as fast, plot-wise, as I would have hoped. 
The plot points that they did give us, though, were interesting, and it would be good to see where they go next series. Mm. And while it was nice to see some old faces from earlier series, I just felt like they were wheeled out, as if to say, look, remember me? <laughs> and if you put back inside the toy box a minute later, the Danny episode is the worst culprit. Overall, a good series, but not my favourite. Hmm. I get what he's saying on the Danny episode, especially when it turned out the relationship and all the rest of it. Yeah. And it did feel a little contrived. Yeah, forced. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, if they couldn't have got him back, they could easily have just forgotten that. Mm. Bob continues with Outcasts. Still haven't seen that. Haven't you? No. You might not want to after you hear this. (laughs) Uh, The first episode was good, Mm -hmm. but it slowly got worse over the course of the series. (laughs) It became more about the political backstabbing and the fact that they were on another planet. After a while, you got the feeling the fact they were on another alien world just became incidental. Like Mm. you said last podcast, they were probably forced to make it sci-fi, put it on another planet, rather make it historic and have it establishing a colony in another country. The move to the latest time slot didn't help. They really didn't do too much to tell people about that. The annoying thing was there were the seeds of a good sci-fi show the host force was an intriguing plot point twist but it took too long to get going and finally got going far too late in the series the concept and subsequent rivalry with the ACs advanced cultivars apparently <laughs> not air conditioning use no was a good concept but wasn't really explored that much and don't even get me started on the ending a bit like the Sopranos <laughs> basically it could have been good but it wasn't a wasted opportunity oh don't, don't think, think Bob liked it yeah, I don't yeah. think it's been commissioned for another season. No, it? it was very, very cancelled. Yeah. The moment they move it to a late night That's death it. slot. Yeah, game's over. But, happier things, Bob now talks about Doctor Who. Woo! Love the comic relief episodes. <laughs> yep. To Amy's. <laughs> oh, sorry, drifted off there for a second. <laughs> Says Bob. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I think the series looks great. Looks like the series will have the darkest tone yet. Also, have a theory about why Amy wanted to talk to the Doctor in the Comic Relief episodes. Ooh. This may be totally wrong and complete rubbish. But my theory is that Amy is pregnant and doesn't want to tell Rory yet. Just a random thought. <laughs> How could that possibly happen? <laughs> um, Being Human, Series 3. I won't go into too much details. Most of my theories have been said in another podcast. Cough. The Barely Human Podcast. <laughs> plug, plug, plug. What plug? I will say, however, the series is almost making George the strongest out of the group and making Mitchell the weak link. Mm. The series took away most that made George feel weak, i.e. not seeing his family, being able to have a family, etc. And made him a more stable part of the group, while Mitch went the opposite way. Nobson Green also does a great job as the intimidating werewolf McNair. And credit must be given to the Bean Human production team for doing what they did mm-hmm. in the emotional final episode. Yep. Sniff. <laughs> not the best series to come to when you are new to the show, but story-wise, probably the best they have done so far. Becoming Human was okay, <laughs> especially being made in a shoestring budget. Yep. Not something you would buy on DVD. No, I expect it would be on the uh, uh, extra or whatever, yeah. be on the regular DVD. Yeah. Box set extra. And then Babylon 5. Well done to the lads for another great B5 commentary. <laughs> I've always thought of B5's first season has been like someone setting up a chessboard mm. and the final episode being the black pieces making the first move of the long game. Yep, definitely. I always thought Londo was not a bad character, yep. but being like someone who got on a train and couldn't get off, yeah. even when things took a nasty turn. In a way, this was the episode where he lost his innocence. Yes. Sorry about long length this feedback. At least it's all in one go. <laughs> <laughs> Oddly, I feel rather empty now. Got to go now. Bot to be with you. Sacred scared and creased Bob. P.S. Ironheart. <laughs> Thank you, Sacred Bob. Thank you. Yes, I must be. I've not heard yet. He's uh, barely human podcast yet. I must. Listen Got to, to catch that. up with that. Yeah. I must, I must. Okay, I have one here from Patrick. Hello, Hello Patrick. Patrick. Hello, Patrick. And it's quite an interesting one. On on a opens on a certain subject. Oh, dear team. 
and the enraged head of Pertwee. Ooh. Or should that be the enraged Adam J. Purcell? <laughs> I've no doubt that Adam has will have mentioned this in the podcast already, but I had the pleasure over the last two days to watch a little Twitter battle go on between our beloved Presidente and Tom Spilsbury, editor of the Doctor Who magazine, over the cover of the latest issue. Yeah. I won't mention what they say because it's a big spoilery, and it was... <laughs> It was this that made Adam a self-proclaimed spoiler-phobe not very happy. Mm -hmm. But, ooh, it was vicious. (laughs) After Tom said his last word on the matter, he tweeted to the nation, Getting pretty sick of people complaining about spoilers. Get over yourself. Bah! And that's with two exclamation marks. <laughs> Can I just say here, which I didn't mention earlier, something I, I said, uh, I don't know if I said it directly to them, but I certainly said it during the time this was happening. Yeah. I really honestly believe that they are too close to production of Doctor Who. They don't enjoy it in the same way we do. Yeah, yeah. They can't go into an episode and watch it without knowing yeah. the story, well, knowing how it's produced. It's like Tennant said and Russell T. Yeah, when they left. I was about to say. They can now watch Doctor Who like regular people. Yeah. And Spilsbury and all the other DWM people can't. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And that is why they can't see that they've done so much yeah. harm. It's it's the difference between enjoying something and seeing it as a job. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Back to the letters. Yeah. Well, Adam, it looks like you have been well and truly told off. But <laughs> then again, if I were Mr. Spilsby, I'll watch out. He's made a powerful enemy. <laughs> I get the feeling from what Spilsby said there that I was not the only one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, from, from that one. Yeah, but as we were discussing earlier, what would the reaction be as if that was Earthshock? Yeah. Mm. You know, like I said, that raised a mediocre, at best, character to an unforgettable character. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, on a lighter side, the news now, and I'm not going to shout this, but it's all in capitals. Doctor Who is nearly back! Only two weeks to go! I'm too excited! Ah! Sorry, got a bit carried away there. But from what I've heard from the previews and the reviews and the trailers and the teasers and the speculations and the spoilers, yes, Adam, the spoilers, <laughs> it looks like we're in for one of the greatest stories of Doctor Who for a very, very long time. About so. 40 years, in fact. Yours, Geronimo-ly, Patrick. <laughs> Hope you're right, Patrick. I'm trying not to get my hopes up too high. Yeah, yeah. I, I so loved season five. Yeah. I don't know if they can really top it. Yeah, well. Maybe they can. I hope they can. I don't want to believe it. That remains I'm, to be seen. I'd be disappointed. Well, you still have to get me to say voluntarily and meaning it about the whole <laughs> Matt Smith possibly doctor liking that kind of stuff. <laughs> Rearrange the previous sentence. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> still only at the tolerating phase. <laughs> okay. Andre has written to us. Yo, Andre! Whoa, the tweet. Tweaky dude. Who's been queuing up in New York somewhere today. Yes. Yes. Hello, all various <laughs> animate and inanimate objects or persons. <laughs> Am I inanimate? Probably. Oh, probably. I just want to shoot this email off as I've listened a bit ago to the galley show and have realised that I owe all of you, or at least one of you, or more of you, an apology. Oh. I called <laughs> at least once to invite you down to the lobby con. <laughs> I can only remember once. In my defence, it was only 11pm-ish, and it was another six hours or so before myself and friends slipped off to the land of not ourselves. Actually, take one of those ones away. Yeah. It was one 
a.m.-ish. <laughs> because I remember looking at the alarm clock thinking, who the <laughs> is phoning me at this time of the morning? It's L.A. time. We were still a little bit on the U.K. Yeah, time. we were still trying to... We were still playing catch-up, weren't we? Yeah. yeah. Even still, it was 1 a.m. L.A. time. <laughs> anyway, we forgive you, sort of. He bought us Twinkies. Yes, he bought us Twinkies. Yeah, it was only you, I think, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. About the side problem. Apparently, oh, tell me now, don't you? The next hotel had a bar with quite an extensive stock of cider. But yeah, would they have allowed us to take it out of the hotel back to I the hotel where LobbyCon was? I could have tried it. Just yeah. Also, at least one of the local markets carried it. No, but- I do occasionally work for a company that sells hard cider. It's rather good stuff. Oh, it's not a lot of use if I haven't tried it. How do I know it's good I think, stuff? I think rather good is an understatement. But Next time, 2013, from the sound of it, I will endeavour to make sure there is cider there to go with the Twinkies and Mountain Dew. Okay, we'll do a trade. Uh, he can do Twinkies Mountain Dew. We'll see if we can bring in some scrumpy. Some oh, proper yeah. scrumpy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> some Wilkinson's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Straw pressed. Th- that said, Adam, about my back. Your back. How much do you weigh, man? <laughs> <laughs> I swear you were the lightest person that I carried around, Gally. That in Includes the women. Bulk <laughs> up, fella. <laughs> All the best, Andre. <laughs> Thank you, Andre. I'm British. We were here a little bit. <laughs> Slimmer, generally. Uh, about ten and a half stone, actually. <laughs> I used to weigh nine and a half. I, I, I don't go anywhere near scales. We've had a couple of arguments in the past. Yeah, so I, I don't climb on scales. I ignore them now yeah. in the hope they go away. <laughs> <laughs> we're sort of not on speaking terms anymore. Uh, well, mine kind of scream now. <laughs> I think it's not really fair to torture them in yeah. that way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, maybe we should have done this at the beginning of the podcast, I don't know, but we have Staggering Stories Podcast Drinking Game, 5th edition. Oh! From Mr. M. Oh, thank oh, you again, Mr. M. Get your shot glasses at the ready. Yep. Uh, as up chucking from the mysterious Mr. M, the ravenous bug blatter beast of Charles' fourth cousin, Jonathan Huddle, with excerpts from 3rd edition by Patrick Lickman. For those of you who have been driven to drink by our podcast, you now have the perfect excuse to get sloshed once more. To play this instant little game, you will need a large amount of whichever particular alcoholic drink you prefer, friends to play the game with, an MP3 player, (laughs) possibly connected to speakers, a Staggering Stories podcast from roughly episode 100 onwards. Once you have gathered the above items, take one drink for every team member who isn't there. <laughs> okay. One drink for every time somebody mentions Shatner. No crumblies, I know. No, no Shatner's tonight. Shatner! One drink every time Adam makes a smug innuendo. <laughs> every That's podcast. You're, you're under the table now already. And an extra drink if it's about Grunhilda Nobner. <laughs> every podcast. No, never. <laughs> One drink every time Crumley says, I mean, or as I say. It's <laughs> a, a running say, theme for every drinking game, this it one, is, one it? Yeah. <laughs> Two drinks if someone makes fun of Gene's accent. <laughs> Karen's already done that tonight. And another if it's fake Keith. <laughs> and another if fake Keith makes fun of fake Crumbly. Yep. One drink every time Jean says she doesn't like Matt Smith. <laughs> I don't like Matt Smith. I don't like Matt Smith. I don't... <laughs> One drink for every email Reese Parton sends. Oh, None tonight. Yeah, tonight. None tonight, yeah. Six shots every time Reese Parton sends email about now to see Stargate Universe. <laughs> 
two shots of tequila every time someone mentions the head of Pertwee. Oh. Or any other things that are there that week. The Amy Pond. Mm. Yep. The Graham the Dangerous the Church. Church. Lots of things. One drink every time someone mentions the new Tron. Yeah. <laughs> Comedy not here. Yeah. <laughs> One drink every time someone mentions Shakespeare's Galashon. Galashon! Barrowman. <laughs> Four drinks every time fake Keith or Crumley mentions EastEnders. <laughs> One drink. Jesus Lee. Rest in your eyes. Mm. And uh, consciousness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One drink every time someone is dead. <laughs> that has become a running theme recently. <laughs> no deaths tonight. Well, maybe that's why all this stuff's happening dead. in the new season. Dead. Because Steve Mather- Moffat's been listening to staggering stories <laughs> and he's figured they yeah. want someone to die. <laughs> could be, could be. One drink for every outtake. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Two drinks every time someone mentions the vast toffee. M- Amen. 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 One drink every time real Keith says bye-bye in that stupid voice. (laughs) (laughs) One drink every email Mr. M sends in. And three drinks for every mention of a shag of Grunhildas. (laughs) Yours drunkardly, Mr. M. Uh, I think that we're sort of in the hospital being stomach-pumped at the moment. Yeah, that's a a last carousel, I think. Not last, the last honeycomb for me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Any audio feedback? No audio feedback. Aww. I do remember a bit of Twitter feedback. Oh. Didn't quite make it in last time. Here we go. So this is from Luke Harrison from Tumudwup. Oh, hello, hello Luke. Luke. Who says... Quick feedback. Slow going on B5 Season 2, mostly due to lack of time. Mm-hmm. We'll send proper report when I've watched more. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, last I heard he was uh, a little less than impressed with uh, Smiley Sheridan. <laughs> but uh, don't worry, he doesn't say Smiley for very long. No, no. <laughs> as a, as if you listen to the commentary, he was told, smile. Always smile at everyone. Smile at everything. Yeah, yeah. That's for his first couple of episodes. That's what the director told him to do. Yeah. So, some kind of plots there. Yes. Yeah, he came in very happy and yeah. jolly. By about the middle of the season, when he's met Morden, yeah, it all goes wrong. All, yeah, all goes horribly wrong. <laughs> he stops. Any more any spoilers? Right. Well, uh, any more business? Well, no, I no. Think so I think I think that wraps us up for tonight. So, if anyone gentlemen. wants to send us any music yes. thoughts or anything else, any, where do they send it? Well, to? If, if you want to send us any letters, information, or whatever, even uh, party invites. Yeah, yeah. Audio or dead tree version that we print up. Mm. Can you send them to show at staggering stories dot net? Unless you're Tom Spilsbury. Yeah, yeah, yes. Then, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Send the hate mail to. Uh, <laughs> please, Mr. Spilsbury, please send us an email. We will read it out. I, I, oh, I, I, I warn you that Adam's got a little voodoo doll that he's casually building, so if, uh, make sure keep control of any uh, teeth, <laughs> hair, or anything. Track all your body parts. <laughs> any previous Doctor Who magazine editors? Oh, yes, email yes, us. yes. Mm. Yes. Craig Hickman, let's see what you have to say. Mean yeah, that's right. Probably. That's what I think when it was. That was, yeah. didn't sound right. I don't know. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> anyway, You'll let let's it say out. goodbye, otherwise Adam will be here forever yep, editing yep, this. Yep, yep. So, from the Staggering Stories team, consisting of... Adam? Night-night. What's going on? And... Real Keith, we will say goodnight. Goodbye. Bye. Don't have nightmares. (laughs) Turn your radio off now! (laughs) You have been listening to Stack Me Stories Podcast, Series 1, Number 104, featuring Adam J. Purcell, Fake Keith, 
Gene Riddler and The Real Keith Dunn. The views expressed here are those of speaker and don't necessarily represent those other speakers on the site. No copyright infringement is intended and this podcast is now presents a production of www.staggeringstories.net. I wasn't sitting there, so you can't blame me. I tried to sit in this seat now to stop him twiddling his little levers and, mm-hmm. and dials. And Playing with his knobs. Yeah. Get enthusiastic and stop knitting. <laughs> I can't get enthusiastic. I'll drop a stitch. It's, at least it's not like my mum. It would have been click, 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 say, click, no, click, I, click, I, click, 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 click. I can't do click, that click. yet. One, two, three. Whoa, that I'm was quite loud. loud. Yeah, well, you did shout just Yes, then. you did. I did shout. Yes. But I probably will be shouting a bit. And another thing. You, as beep, I said to beep, the producer of the programme. You wanker. <laughs> I didn't drag Moffat into it. It was tempting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a close personal friend of the vast of thee. Amen. It's very easy to include him on Twitter. He's got a Twitter. Yeah, he's got a Twitter thing. account. So <laughs> he would have been, wouldn't have been too Once hard to that's the, um, drag him into it. He probably the, would have remained silent. But. <laughs> that was the comic relief thing, wasn't it? He sold his uh, Twitter. He sold, yeah. Oh, to yeah, someone. Yeah. yeah. Though yeah. anybody can send a message to him. Yeah. I was wondering what the whistling was. It's Fanny Adams over there, isn't it? <laughs> oh, can't Nick, can't whistle. Jeez, I just, I'm, not, I'm just not going to say anything. I'm good. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, but sign language doesn't work over there. Love you, beloved. No, everyone's picking on me. I'm not picking on you. I love you <laughs> truly and It's been deep. a long two weeks and I you're know. picking on me. No one? Well, spoiler, if you want to go in the opening bit, we could have an audition for a new vampire. Count von Count. What? One! Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh, uh, two! Ah, 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 ah. Two, two little werewolves. Sorry? <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're very odd. You don't want Sesame Street or the Muppets, do you? Not really. Recently. Not ne- since ne- I was... Recently! <laughs> Neither have I. They, they've been in there since the beginning. Okay. I haven't seen Sesame Street since I was about four, so, you know. Long time ago. Very long time ago. <laughs> Puts that coat next to where I'm sitting. That's a pond. No. Oh, that. It's a, it's a oh. coat. That's not the brown, the brown coat. It's the... It's the, it's the My fa- fake brown coat. It's the fake brown coat. Yeah. See, he's got two. I don't I think know. that's fair. <laughs> I think we should take one off of him. You've got two coats as well. <laughs> Not those coats, I haven't. Yeah, well, those coats wouldn't fit you, because he is scrawny, and you are not. Still don't think it's fair. I know. <laughs> Wait until Adam's finished tapping. Yeah. He's currently flaming the Radio Times at the moment. <laughs> May all your children be born with no genitals. <laughs> Gillian. Gillen. <laughs> Who's Gillian? <laughs> Gillian Anderson. <laughs> Gillian Anderson. Scully. Georgina Moffat. Are Georgia! <laughs> Why are you lot obsessed with putting extra letters into people's names? We can put Georgina with Gillian and see what they do. We could make a whole new stream of fan fiction based on the adventures of Georgina and Gillian. Jeez. <sighs> Do you feel better? 
Yes, I do. Thank okay. you. <laughs> <sighs> is reporting <laughs> and Georgia. <laughs> Georgia. Georgia. <laughs> okay, one thing I would say on being human. This is for Steve Moffat to learn from. Oh my god, I didn't see that coming at the end. <laughs> we may be doing the vast toffee a disservice and we may be apologising to him after the first episode has aired. We may be. Yeah. But oh my god, I did not see that coming. <laughs> Eat that chocolate. Go on, force it down. <laughs> he does a little bit of chocolate every now and again. He can give it up any time. Yeah, that's no, what you say. <laughs> I want to know he eats that much chocolate. He stays that size. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. What, what you don't realise is the whole gaggle of lungworms in his stomach. You know, yeah, he's, but... yeah, he's got to have a tapeworm but, in yeah. there somewhere. Be good for you. <laughs> <laughs>